This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, you loyal listeners. Welcome to Agency Intelligence, where I give you real agent inside real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, and he's back with Hanley. You guys know instantly. Hanley, when I look at the top, like, uh, I would say, um, I'm making this up, loyal listeners, but I'm pretty damn close. If I look at the top 10 or let's say 20 podcasts of all time on agency intelligence, like you see Cass and Handley, like the thing, Cass and Handley, you see that shit. I would say at least five to six or seven times the most popular podcast. And people say they love it when we get together because it's like a general conversation. Now, I don't know about you when you hear people say that, like, I feel as if I'm doing that with everybody, right? I'm having a conversation, but I guess there's something between you and I's goofy ass. Well, I think one of, one, I think a big part, I think a big part of it is that we have history, right? Like we've been, yeah. one, both mm-hmm. of us have now officially been in the industry for a very long time. There was a time when that wasn't the case, right? We knew each other when we were both rookie, young guys saying crazy stuff. And now yeah, I think, weird. I think part of it is. I think part of it is, and I'd like to believe this is true. I don't know. The audience can let us know. I think that we both have gone through uh, the, I really like where both of us are in the maturation of our careers as content creators. I feel like we've gone through this natural evolution of like coming in, just saying all kinds of stuff. Half of it was half baked, half cocked, you know, you know, whatever. Like we didn't really know what the hell we were talking about. We were just talking and sharing. And then we went into kind of, and then you get the pushback from the industry so then we kind of went into that phase where it's like, fuck everybody, you know what I mean? Like us against mm-hmm. the world. And yeah. then you kind of morph right. out of that into like, okay, I gotta, I kind of understand why things are here. You get more perspective on on what needs to be, what needs to stay, what needs to go, what just needs innovation. You know what I mean? You get this mm-hmm. like broader perspective. And I really think that, you know, I'm this is my 17th year in the industry. I know you are a couple more years than me, but like that 17 years right gives you a lot of perspective on what's happening and i think that uh that allows us to be both bold but bold with with some with some some foundation to it not just saying mm-hmm. crazy shit shooting from the hip anymore it's more like here's mm-hmm. based on our experience we both kind of push the envelope but here's what we actually believe what we see and and i think that hopefully for the audience adds more value and um I've really enjoyed that these last few years. I feel like when I'm not going on a political rant, which I'm trying not to do as much, um, you know, I feel like you've been able to deliver a lot more value. Yeah, and I agree with everything you just said. And and it and it also is that the industry has changed galore. I mean, Hanley, dude, in 2012, we're speaking on stage. I mean, we've been speaking on stage for two years now, okay? So it's 2010, 2011, 2012. And we are telling them, though, whether we were wrong or right, we are telling them, in 10 years, things are going to be dramatically different. Remember, we yep. always timed it out like in 10 yep. years, you know? And it was like... I mean, I didn't even picture it. I just knew it would be different, right? And we have to admit, God, the last 10 years, I bet you we have changes in industry more than the prior 30. It's really been impressive. And I will say this because I I try not to, but enough people tell me that I do feel – that I do feel that I was part of those first 20. I was part of those Brett Kelly, the Jason Casses, the Ryan Hanleys, that really, uh, loyal listeners, you may not know this, and the article's still out there on Insurance Journal. We used to get beat up in the beat comments up. and reviews, yeah. right? Before Facebook and all that shit, that's where you did all your commenting was on like if, if Insurance Journal released an article, Hanley and I would comment at the bottom of it, you know? And, and dude, Hanley... 
we used to get jumped. Yeah. Like these people were like, you guys are immature. You're a disgrace to young or to independent agents. And we're like, yeah, dude, all we're trying to do is, is reach a customer in a new way. Right. Dude, Remember how crazy dude, that I was? used to write articles for property casualty 360. So I used to be a contributing yep. author to that. And I would I post, I would post something on, I, I, we're talking no, like just basic tactical digital marketing stuff, like how to create a blog right. post, simple things like that. And be like, this is a waste of time. I don't want my producers reading this. They're going to think this is, this is such a waste. I mean, it, literally we would get lambasted for, yes. for stuff today that is remedial. Like, like mm -hmm. these, these publications wouldn't even waste their time posting this content because it's so, it's so base that like. They, right. they wouldn't even think about it back then we were getting hammered on. I mean, I would, I mean, you know, you know, you got the same thing. You would stand up on stage and you would talk through like how to create a video. And I'd have these old fat white guys sitting in the middle, you know, no, no one can see me here, but they'd be like, lean back in their chair, shaking their head. No, they'd well, raise their hand going, going, you know, I mean, literally this is what we would hear. I don't want my producers spending their time on this. And I'm like, look, bro, you don't have to do it. I'm sharing with you like what I did. Like, I'm not telling you that you have to do this, but they would like get so offended by it. And they would, <laughs> oh it was God. crazy. And now here we are, dude, you know, this, and this is the crazy part. In two years, I've, I've only done at Rogue Risk everything that I told all the motherfuckers that have been listening to me for a decade to do. That's all that I've done. That's right. In right. the last 28 days, we had 12,000 views on our YouTube channel, over 300 new leads produced just from that lead source alone, and we were acquired in 24 months of work, almost 24 months to the day. So You were acquired? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, hey, I know, but a lot of them didn't listen to the podcast you did with Matt, dude. They listened to this right yeah. here, man. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so say those numbers one more time. 12,000? So, so in, in – the last 12 months, so Rogris started March 9th of 2020, seven days before the zombie apocalypse. And I had a slightly different game plan going into Rogue. And then, um, you know, when when COVID hit and everything got locked down, like, so I, so, so people who maybe don't know the story, I'll just give the, the 10 cent tour. I started Rogue March 9th of 2020. Um, I launched it to be a digital middle market production shop. That was the original goal. Of the thing we were gonna we were gonna take middle market production and we were gonna digitize it and take that to the streets kind of uh very much like like the david Crothers killing commercial i mean he was a huge i mean that was like the base and then i i, I kind of mm -hmm. mash up what david teaches and what mick hunt teaches those are my two yeah. master gurus and and i love you were you were all I love, yeah and, and all you know all you know our buddies are in there and kind of think this way and whatever and like that was my launch that was that was the, my launch vector and then I launch it seven days in COVID hits blows the entire plan up. Cause now, you know, there's nothing, I, I don't know what to do. Like no one's picking up the phone. So the only thing that was still happening was small businesses who, you know, our bureaucratic overlords are trying to just dismantle and do away with. They still had to show up to work, right? Like they didn't have big corporate bailout budgets that could just like send all their people home. Like these people had to True. still show up. So they're True. still searching the internet for things like insurance because they still have to operate their businesses. And I said I wouldn't get political. I won't again. Um, the uh, I'll bring you back. So so I just went back. I just reverted back to to my content marketing roots. I've produced two hundred and sixty five videos in twenty four months. In the last twelve months, we've done over a hundred thousand views on the YouTube channel. And in the last month we've done over 12,000 views. So we're just growing, yeah. growing, 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 growing. We're doing 400 plus views a day on the YouTube channel. And people can say, well, what does that Holy lead to? Cass, 300 leads a month, 300 oh. inbound leads. Now that doesn't mean every lead is a, is a good lead, right? So we have a process right, right. and not every lead comes in, fits what we're trying to do today. And we kind of, I can work you through what our process is. I'm happy to do that. But um, just YouTube, that's not even talking about the traffic we get to our website and social other things we do. Just that YouTube channel, uh, it makes it so you can't put me out of business. Like you can't put me out of business. I have an mm -hmm. asset that unless YouTube gets blown up, which is possible, but I ha obviously have all the videos and can morph and do all that. I find it hard to believe YouTube's going to blow up. Um, but, Correct. but it's possible, but that being without that happening, you can't, 
you can't shut me down. I don't have to, I don't have to work. Like I don't have to prospect. People call me all day, every day, my team, but call every it. day, all day, right. fill out forms you. all day, every day, because we're educating them. We're giving them some information that no one else will give them. And they, they decide to contact us. And that game plan is what you and I have been teaching people since 2010. And they'd say, it can't only happen because you're in Albany. That doesn't happen in Main Street America, Hanley. That doesn't happen. That was what we heard, yeah. loyal listeners, And, and here's, the, here's the funny part. Albany's a little podunk town that has like 125,000 people in it. This isn't like a major metro, you know, this isn't like metropolis here. Like this is like a <laughs> tiny, like it's like the seventh largest city in New York State. It's, it's tiny. Right. There's nothing here. Right. And the other thing is you're not just staying in Albany. No. Right? So we are finding people all across America. Yes. Yeah, so we write in the lower 48 states. We're licensed. I'm both personally licensed and the agency is licensed in uh, the lower 48. Technically, we are in Hawaii and Alaska too, but we don't market or do any business there. And um, we have business in 39 states. Um, we have producers and uh, client success associates in all four time zones. Um, it, you know, we just, we built the, you know, we call it a human optimized agency. We use technology. So, so yeah. hold on. So hold on. So, so when did it start though? Where did, did this, 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 um, this partnership is what I'm going to call it. You can use a different word that is formed here between you and SIA. Okay. So like, so, what was it last August? Were you well, no. Sweet? So yeah. So, so if everyone wants around? to hear like the, the full bake out of this, um, I yeah. did an episode for my show, which you can either find in the main feed for uh, agency intelligence or um, or on or yours. my individual show, whichever Ryan feed you listen show. to, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it's on the Ryan Hanley Show feed, and I did that with Matt Massiello. That would have come out yesterday or whenever. Uh, just go back and you'll see it. Uh, Matt is the mm -hmm. CEO. So it's a really interesting story. Um, I've known Matt for a decade. Great guy. Uh, different iterations of my life I've run into him and always appreciated his viewpoint. Um, and we, uh, met, you know, we, we had this meeting at a SIA Phoenix or Arizona event. They had booked me to speak in 2020 COVID happened. So we, I just, you know, we just kind of banked it. And I said, Hey, whenever you have this event, just let me know and I'll come back. And that happened to be, um, I think either late September or early October of 2021. And okay. uh, Matt was there too. Um, cause, uh, he and a private equity group had just uh, purchased out his dad and a few of the other owners of kind of the legacy version of SIA. And now he's doing this broad sweeping digitization and reworking contracts and bringing technology vendors and, and really reshaping the organization. It's pretty cool. So, so he's at this event. I'm at this event. He speaks. I speak. Everything goes great. You know, no problem. I don't think anything of it. Say hi to him. And then we saw each other in the bar after the thing I'm eating where the real, where the stuff, real happens. stuff happens. Don't ever tell me that drinks after a conference aren't where business gets done. So that's uh, right. So I was just sitting there waiting for I had a red eye home. So I was just sitting at the bar having a beer and dinner. And he sat down next to me and just said, Hey, can I, can I have a beer? You know, can I have a beer, whatever. And you know, obviously what am I, you never say no to someone who wants to chat unless they're an idiot. And he's not, especially when they're a CEO. Yeah, especially when a CEO. Yeah. When a CEO of a large company in your industry says, Hey, can we, have a beer together or you say yes you say yeah. yes so uh so i did and we had a great chat you know and you know it, it devolved into solving all of the insurance industries pro you know as all these conversations right. do you and i have done this many times and uh you know you're ah, if we did this and we did that and we had this great conversation we kind of mapped out this thing you know just just drunk you know i don't, I don't want to say drunk talk right. but you know we're having some cocktails and just talking and talking and you know whatever and we mapped out this this thing where rogue could be fit really nicely into the SI ecosystem, the, the holding company ecosystem. And um, I, I, you know, whatever, time for me to go, jumped on my plane, whatever. I kind of forgot about it because I've had a thousand of those conversations and most of them don't go anywhere. Well, he, he emailed me uh, the next week and said, hey, I, I, I was very intrigued by that idea. And would you be willing, would you be interested in having like a real conversation where we're, you know, we're just kind of mapping it out? And I said, yes. And we had a uh, man, dozen conversations that just led into where um, it seemed to make a lot of sense. I was aligned with their vision. They were aligned with mine. I like their leader. I got to meet their leadership team. I got to meet a lot of, you know, I got to spend some time with them and 
become really comfortable with what they're trying to do and, and their future and where we would fit in that future. And it just made sense um, to, 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 to join. And they made an offer on the business and I accepted. And um, as of this recording, you know, I think two or three weeks ago, I can't remember now, uh, we officially were acquired by SIA. And congrats to that. And I want loyal listeners, if you want to know, you can go back to, um, as he said, the show that he did, Ryan Hanley Show, which is also, that is on this feed, or you can go to his personal feed and you can find it. And I want you to listen to that because I imagine, um, well, you talked a lot about the specifics and maybe some of the stuff and what's your game plan and how's it look going forward. And I think there's a lot that can be, we can discuss that. But in this podcast specifically, I want to talk about you okay. and I want to talk about you and your journey to this, because I think that I'm one of the few people that could probably do this just knowing your history. Um, and, 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 you know, the thing is, is, is Hanley, you reached out to me February, March, something. And you were like, cast, I think this is getting ready to go down. And I'm thinking, holy shit, like this, like shocked me. And it was such a big one. I wanted to tell everybody and I couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> the only person I did tell was Travis because he knows everything. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it was really, really big. Right. <clears throat> and it got me thinking, right. It got me thinking about where you were with the Murray group. And it got me thinking um, about when you went with Consumer Agency Portal, which became Trusted mm-hmm. Choice, and and the shit you built there, right? And when I say shit, I'm I'm just I'm not saying that as bad. You yeah, brought you you created some awesome stuff, good yep. stuff. And then you know, then you you leave, you go to the Bold Penguin. I think that that, to be honest with you, was a huge missed opportunity on their part, but we can talk about that at another mm-hmm. time. Um, and, and, and loyal listeners and Bold Penguin, if you're listening, I don't even know the backstory. I, I have no idea. Handling you and I never talked about that, like whatever happened yeah. there. But it, that doesn't matter. I'm just saying it was a missed opportunity, I think, because Bold Penguin is doing some unique things. And I, I really don't even know totally what they do. Actually, I don't even think anybody in America truly knows what Bold Penguin does. But that, but that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> then you now are over into the um, the thing where you were the CEO fitness of business, the yeah. uh, fitness business. And then what the way that went, I know that story, but we'll move on. And then we will go to where you were with Rogue Risk and now where you are with SIAA. I, I see, let me tell it to you this yeah. way. A wise man came up to me one time and he said to me, I told everybody in my 20s I wanted to be the governor of, of, of Illinois. And my friends would say, Cass, pick another state. They all go to jail. They like me. And so I said, okay, that, that's a good point. And he said to me something, this, this Senator Thompson, he said, Jason, I want you to know that true power is not being in front. The true power is being the number two man. And sometimes in unique situations, it's the number three person. And when I say man, got to eliminate that today. Um, but it is that person. It's the number two man. The number, the front man is usually just the speaker. And when you think about Obama, David Axelrod wrote that or, or ran that. When you think about George Bush, you think about um, Dick Cheney. Well, technically, the Illuminati right? think, ran all of it, but yeah. Right, correct, correct. So when you really think about that, okay, the Illuminati, we can say, ran it in today's fantasy. And when we think about it that way, guess what? They weren't number one. That's my point. And I think that there is this illusion in our society that you must be number one of an organization to be considered successful. But yet history points that those who are successful at running businesses are not the one who necessarily make it successful. I could say that's true in my own agency. I can be all I want to be, but I'll be honest with you. Agency intelligence is not anything without Sarah Nicholas. And the Insurance Alliance is nothing without Travis. Travis really runs it. I'm just the managing partner that's out front. And Travis is totally cool with that. He's totally cool with that. And so I'm throwing a lot of stuff out here. But I want you to, I want the loyal listeners yeah, I know to understand I know where you're going with this. So... I'd, what are your thoughts on that? Have you thought about Yeah, this? I have a lot actually. So, you know, a consistent a consistent issue in my career I think is a mischaracterization. And I and I'll take I'll take as much blame as anybody for this, but a mischaracterization. This is a positive thing. I want to keep yeah, that yeah. in mind. A mischaracterization of my desires. And a lot of people think cuz I'm loud Ooh. and because I'm energetic and because I like to speak and share 
They think that what I want is celebrity. People ask me, how do you become an insurance celebrity? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I, 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 I try, I, honestly, I don't, if, if there, if I do have any celebrity, I don't yearn for it, nor desire it, nor try to cultivate it. If I did, Correct. my social would be different. I'd be more consistent with everything I do. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, it's true. I have, what I want is to do awesome things and, and empower people to be the best version of themselves. That's what gives mm. me energy. The reason I speak mm. is because I know that for as many fat old white guys in the back of the room shaking their head, acting like I'm full of shit and, you know, I get comments all the time. What have you done? What have you done? What have you accomplished? I get these stupid fucking comments. Well, you know, hey, I, I, I don't actually care what you think. Because you can think that about me. That's fine. I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here for That's the right. one person in that room who, who gets turned on. The the finding Sidney Rowe stuffed away in a closet at Trusted Choice right. being used for the wrong in the wrong ways for the wrong reasons, pulling her out, giving her a fucking camera and say, go to town, become everything you can be and showing her how to do that. Mm. And like mm. letting her you know, I didn't create her. Like someone was like, oh yeah, she, this is who she was. She was just being kept down by old fat white guys. And I, That's right. and I when I say old fat white guys, I mean, old fat white guy mentality. You know what I mean? Not Correct. actual old fat white guys. Cause some of them aren't fat and some of them are women. Um, so, you know, it's, it's more this mentality of we're going to put you in your little box. Right. So, so it's, it, that's uh, what drives me. I do the podcast because I'll get 23-year-old producers and 55-year-old producers and 70-year-old agency owners emailing me going, hey, man, you know, that one thing you said there, shit, I just needed to hear that. That's why. Mm -hmm. I don't want mm – -hmm. I, I, I like – I don't love being on the road. I don't need my – I don't need any fucking awards. I don't need to be the CEO of this company. I don't need that. It doesn't – there's no part of me feels validation by having – founder and president in my fucking title. You know why I created Rogue Good Risk? Because too many motherfuckers out there were saying to me, what have you ever done? It doesn't work. Da, da, da. You know, chirp, 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 chirp. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? F them. I'm going to build this thing and show them exactly how it works. And all these people who buy all these frigging courses and talk about how lead acquisition is so hard. Yeah, it's hard. I spent $35,000 of my own minute business, uh, money starting Rogue. That's it. And I now, two years later, have been acquired and generate 300 leads a month. That's right. So mm -hmm. you can, you can, so to me, it's almost like glad COVID happened. Like you should really be thinking like if that didn't happen, it could have steered you completely different, right? It really I'm not good. Yeah, it's hard for me to say I'm glad well, COVID happened, but because I would have done it. I would have done this regardless, but it did I do think it created a tempest that I was able to capitalize on. It it did it right. did it did do that for me. Dude, I remember at the end of March you were like, Cass, like I just started this thing and I can't go in and talk yeah, to screwed. people. Like, yeah. like I'm screwed, man. Like, and, and, and you can't even call because right now everybody's such in a yes. freak out mode. Yeah. Right. Cause at that point in time, no one knew anything. Yep. And so it was like, I remember that I'm thinking, I'm telling my team, I'm like, shit, could you imagine being that right now? Like we're getting referrals in cause people know us. Right. Yeah. But you, they didn't good for you. And yeah. And, and loyal listeners to back up. I'm not saying I'm glad COVID happened. I had relatives that died because yeah. of it. That was I maybe knew, a yeah, you didn't. I, yeah, yeah. But I no, and I know I think the loyal Still listeners understand. do too. They listen to me, they know. But I, I think it's it's ironic that that happened, how how much that set how much mm -hmm. that set things in motion. But um COVID to, happening uh, uh sorry, I just I just want to finish that thought. So my point in saying all yeah. that is I've had a lot of friction with leaders, board members, stakeholders, and different organizations. Trusted choice. When I worked for Trusted Choice and Bill Agency Nation, I would get calls on a weekly basis from the national board of the big eye telling me that I can't say this or I shouldn't say this or how dare you mention IAOA in a in a podcast. Don't you know they're a competitor? And I'm like, if if the big eye is actually as powerful as you pretend that it is, then why would IAOA bother you at all? 90% right. of the members of IAOA are big eye members. So like, I, you know, <laughs> but but like, I think they thought what I was trying to do was subvert them. And I, that was never my point. You know what I mean? My goal was always just to 
to make insurance fun and cool and like, you know, like give producers and, and just uh, insurance professionals in general this sense that like you're not a you're not in a boring industry. You're not a you're not a second right. rate professional because you sell insurance. Like this is a this is a noble career, and and mm. and that's always been where I've wanted to go. And I what and what has happened is this miss. I think and and this is me my communication thing that I'm trying to learn. And I'm going to try to do this very much better job of this. And now in my in, in working with SIA is that. I think the leaders of organizations always thought that I was coming for them or that I thought I was bigger than the business. And that was never the case. All I was trying to do was use my personality and my energy to grow the business. That was it. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Ooh, that is very observation. That is a very good self-awareness right there. That is, um, wow, 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 wow. That is very true. And I think they probably think the same way. I don't know if they put the same thought into it yet because they just don't um, sometimes about that. And to make insurance fun, uh, loyal listeners, there was, a, uh, there was a person out there who doesn't deserve his name to be said who created a, a, an app. Um, it was the Facebook Review app. Uh, and it, it's a piece of crap and it's non-existent now, but that's how Hanley and I first got 20, together as they 20, had me. Had no, no, we first 10. met. No, no, that's not true. The first time we met was actually in 2011 in San Francisco for the national big eyes, young agent conference. Yes. I, remember I that. spoke with Chris Jordan, who isn't in the industry anymore, but we talked about websites and building websites and their importance and Illinois won national big eye young agent state of the year right and you were their chairman and that's where i first i'm met gonna you. test you i'm gonna test yeah, you yeah. On it. it's 2009 because that was the last year we won big eye of illinois okay so that was wow, yeah, 2009, 2009. had to be yeah it could have even been 2008 but i think it's 2009 that's right and then the big eye found you know i was i became national yep. chair and then because of what hanley was doing they said hey hanley you try out this app Cass, you yeah. try out this yep. app and let's see and how, that's how when we it really works. started and to get to know each other. Yeah, that was like 2011, I think. I think. Yeah, that that yes, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's and wild. It was, I would. I geez, 2009, huh? Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. that's crazy. I um, and how we can prove it is you were right, San Francisco, and I think we I can go back and check yeah, we'll that out. It was 2008 or 2009 for the big eye young agents. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that young yeah. agents, um, and, and and that was awesome. That was a great great time. Um. And, and, and it's okay. Great, great self-awareness here. I really, really, truly love that. So now that you know, now that you know that, hey, they realize we're on equal footing, they realize I'm not here to take them over. I realize now I have some great resources with SIA's resources and the genius of Matt Messiolo. And I have to say, um, I believe that he's night and day from his father. Exactly. And that's no disrespect yep. to his father. Uh, what I'm saying is, is they're night and day in their philosophy. Yep. And really, it's nothing more than his dad 
dad provided this great platform, um, and not his dad, his dad and his team created this great platform that now he's able to maximize, yeah. which I, th I think is amazing. I used to be SIAA. Um, I, I, I'm not anymore, and, and no one's ever heard me cuss them or anything like well, that. I think I think aggregators have also changed, yeah. and I look forward to that being a part I of think that, what you're doing. So where are you, where are you going going Yeah, forward? I think, so I, one, I know people have mixed emotions on aggregators, networks, whatever you want to call them. And in particular, SIA, they're the biggest, they've been around, you know, I don't know if they've been around the longest, but they're, they're one of the biggest and, and, um, and been around the longest. I got to figure out these stats when I do these interviews. I know 84, I think yeah. they started in like but, 1984. Up you know, I know people have had bad experiences and people, you know, some people who found out have reached out to me and different stuff. And I'm like, look, like part of it is, um, I know that there are people that have had tremendous, tremendous success. I know there are people that have bad experience. That's going to be the case no matter what. I know that, mm -hmm. um, but what, what I, I can't do anything about that. What I can mm -hmm. do and what I have done is I believe that moving forward, the future of where the organization is going aligns philosophically with where we're trying to go from Rogue. And... You know, people can check this out and learn more about the language and stuff. But, you know, this is, this is, if you go to join.roguerisk.com, if, if you just want to check this out, join.roguerisk.com, uh, people can check it out. Uh, but one of the things that I wrote down, so I, I write a lot of shit down. I have notebooks all over. I have one literally right off my left hand. If Cass says something, I'll write it down. If I say something that I don't want to forget, I'll write it down. Because, you know, you talk, you don't always know what's going to come out of your face. And that's right. So, but I have all these notebooks, right? And one of the things that I wrote down back, way back when I was putting Rogue together, um, and it's been something that I've banged on a drum about for a long time, and so have you, uh, and, and so have others. But, you know, so I don't want to act like this is my original idea, but I do think, um, you know, I've always wanted to provide insurance professionals with a no-ceiling insurance career. And what I mean by that is, I think the fascist dictatorship that most people, you know, how most people run their agency is perfectly fine because they took the risk and it's their world, right? Like, so John Smith owns the agency and if your name ain't Smith, you ain't in the club and, you know, I pat you on the head and, hey, produce more business, produce more business, but, oh, you want some equity? Piss off. You know what I mean? You don't deserve it. You're only 47 years old. You haven't earned your right to own an agency. You know what I mean? Like this stupid fucking shit that people talk about. And what happens is producers get disenfranchised. They plateau. They become stagnant. They stop learning. They stop growing. And it's when they start to have that frustration and when, you know, negativity enters. And, and, my, and, and what I've always said to myself is there needs to be a way to create a career path for a producer. Who could, if we were going to go full spectrum, come in at 22, 23, unlicensed, right? Have a role in the agency to learn the business while getting licensed. Once licensed, can come in and actually sell, right? Once they start selling and validate, we teach them how to hunt. And I'm going to, I want to go into this a little more detail because I'm really interested in your idea. Once we teach them how to hunt, we give them a path. So, so basically how this works in Rogue, and this is what we've always wanted to do, and now with SIA it becomes possible. That, that's really a big part of this was, you know, we're going to be the, 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 the incubator, the, 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 the minor league club for SIA. So what does that mean? So Cass, you're 22 years old, you graduate from college, you're thinking about a career, or, or not, you know, whatever. You come out of community college, you're like, right. I, want a, I want a career, I'm smart, I can talk, whatever, oh, but you're unlicensed, no problem. You come into Rogue as what we call a new business coordinator. New business coordinators uh, basically validate our leads from leads to suspects. Sus right? So a lead is anyone who's shown interest in our business. A suspect gotcha. is, some, is a lead who fits geographically, industry, carrier-wise, someone who we want to do business with. So if they're in a geographic market, in an industry that we want to write and we have a carrier that can write that business, they become a suspect. So our new business okay. coordinator position, all they do all day is call people, work them through a questionnaire and move people from leads to suspects. Okay. And what you're doing gotcha. is you're talking to people, you're learning coverages, you're getting questions. You can't, you know, you're unlicensed. You can't talk policies or anything. You're basically just helping that customer get to the right producer in our agency. Okay. So that's, that's, that's number one. 
When you do that for a long enough time, you validate in that position, you move to our select program. Select is inbound leads. These are like a lot of the YouTube leads and stuff that we get. 25,000 in premium or under, and you just, you're gonna get 1,000 at bats. This is, this is, this is single A ball. You are just gonna put you up to bat over and over and over again. You're gonna get call after call. You're gonna fuck a lot of those calls up. Not that I want you to mess them up, but it is a safe environment to make mistakes in selling, in language, in follow-up, where, where because we have so many coming in and we can track it because we're on HubSpot and we have our HubSpot reporting and, and I don't want to say like I'm comp- like Chris Green or David Crothers dialed in on HubSpot yet, but we're, we're getting there. But I can track how many calls you made, how many texts you made, how many emails you made. I can go back and listen to those calls if I need. So now you're working this select process and you're just taking all these calls and I can see who the people are that want to sell. Right. And I, cause I'm actually, I'm watching the leads come in. I'm watching them become suspects. And as a select producer, you're taking them from suspect to prospect to customer. That's your role. Okay. So when you validate there, you now get the opportunity, if you so desire, to, to move into Premier. Premier is what you do, Cass. It's digital middle market production. We teach you how to be a hunter. Now you can hunt in a geographic area. You can hunt a vertical. Right now it's state-based and vertical-based. That's how we do it. So we're not doing it like 20 Makes miles from your, from your location. We're basically, you, you work a state. And Makes so sense. when you go into Premier, you're now a hunter. We're helping you, you know, we teach you how to find prospects, how to find information about those prospects. We build long-term drip campaigns in those verticals in those geographic regions. We help you do video market outreach, cold call outreach. If it is somebody local, you know, helping you do drops and stuff like that. You're a middle market digital producer. That's what we teach you how to be. When you validate there, right, which which is going to take longer. Uh, That might take two, three, four years, five years even. You get one of three options. You can either keep doing that because you love working out of your house and you're crushing and making money and life is good. You can keep doing that. You can start a rogue franchise location. Now, by franchise, not an actual franchise, but it's more of a, we'll call it a joint venture location. Uh, 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 Michael Blake would call it an HVO, a highly visible office, uh, um, a low-cost um, office front to give you a geographical footprint that you own some equity in, but ultimately you're still using our backend systems. You're still using our backend support. It's really just a production office, but it gives you that physical footprint that you need to, to write in a local area. Okay. That's option two. Option three is you, you quote unquote, buy your book out and launch your own agency into the market as part of the SI network. So you're still capturing all the contracts. You're still, you don't have to go out and get your own contracts. You still have those. You don't have to, you're getting all the revenue splits, all the revenue upside that comes with the channel. And you have access to all the technology that you use so far. You keep that technology and run your agency off that technology so we can aggregate the data and help on the back end when need to be. Seamless. It's a so seamless. It's, it is process. a step by step by step process to the point where, Cass, if you came in at 22 and you wanted, your goal was to own 10 locations someday and, in Illinois and Indiana and Kentucky and Tennessee and whatever you want to own that region, a whole bunch of locations, there is nothing that I am going to do to stop you from doing that. Just because my name is Hanley and your name is Cass, you you have the right to do that. You know what I mean? Just because you're in Illinois and I'm over here, just because you like to write a different vertical than me, just because, you know what I mean? Like there is nothing stopping you from taking your insurance career as far as you possibly want to go and at all points in that journey, we have support structures, tools, and training set up to help you get there. That is a now I imagine, insurance. Program. Now, I imagine if I was 22 and I wanted to go to SIA and get some contracts, um, you're telling me that I, I've noticed this with a lot of aggregators. Their advertising is changing to those who already have a book of business. Yes. If you roll your thing in, you can make more. And so did they find out that, hey, when we get, everybody wants to go to an aggregator because they want the markets. They didn't have a down but you're market saying option. They, get the mar- they didn't have it. They, you're saying that they get the markets and then not only that, they, they, they don't really know how they to sell. They don't know how to sell. No they don't know how to service. They don't, do they don't have the right get systems. Leads. They got to pay all they this money. They don't know that there's leads, suspects, prospects. They don't you know, know any They don't of know it, that stuff. Right? They don't. So, and so- 
I had good vision. I like. So this. now, I like now, this. now, look, you could be in a, you could be in an agency right now. So, so look, you don't have to come in at twenty two. You could right. be, you okay. could be, you could be forty five working in an agency with a small book of business that you're trying to grow, and you just are, you know, like let's say Mitch, the owner of Mitch Gibson's agency, doesn't make the smart decision that he did and dialing in Mitch and played that hard role, yeah. and Mitch gets frustrated. And he's like, "Shit, what am I supposed to do? Like this sucks. I, I, I'm, I'm, whatever." Now his agency owner made the, a great decision. I'm very happy for Mitch, and it's awesome. But like, Correct. let's say that Correct. didn't happen. Let's say it went the other way. Well, now. Mitch is what, 29, 30 years old, 27, 27, whatever the hell he is. So now here's an experienced guy. He wouldn't come in as a new business coordinator. We have a, we have a, we're actually working to develop um, a test. Uh, I don't know what the right way to put it is. um, That can help slot you in where you are in your career and where we can fit you in. So someone like Mitch, who's done some middle market production, who maybe is super new, maybe we put him on just six months of the select program to get him up to speed on our systems, right? Just just the systems and the terminology Makes that sense. we use, just bang, 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 and then we move him into, into Premiere. Or maybe he would come mm-hmm. and go right into Premiere because he already knows how to hunt and he just needs the training support and tools to get there and he would come in. So, so basically... If you're frustrated in your career or you're looking for an, an avenue to, to launch your agency successfully, right? So no one wants to launch an agency at zero. I did it. It blows. You know what comes with that? Your relationships are going to suffer. Your, your health is going to suffer. You're going to drink. Your bank account. You're going to be depressed. You're going to, you know, all this stuff is going to be terrible. And because when you have nothing, every agency owner today who's been in business for 10 years has forgotten what it's like to be at zero being at zero with no referrals no traffic no nothing it sucks and if we can help producers and and just people who are interested in this launch with a book successfully launch them into into their that next phase that to me is what i call a no ceiling career and it's what i am the most excited about with this partnership with SIA is that i now get to I get to execute that vision, Cass. I couldn't, it would have taken me 10 years to get here on my own. And I've now just skipped the line to steal a term from James Altucher and and now have the ability that in the next six to 12 months, I'll have this program up and fully running. And that to me, to be able to give the industry and the producers that I love and the client success people that that I just love and care about so much in this industry, to give them a path if they desire to, to go as far as they possibly can without any, you know, obviously you have to produce and, and that kind of stuff. It's not like we're just going to hand it to you. You know, you have to be, you have to be, you know, you have to have the ability, skills and dedication to do it. But if you do, there is nothing stopping you from going as far as you want. And that to me is what gets me jacked up in the morning. Well, and I like it because, and I applaud uh, SIAA, my love-hate relationship with them and any aggregator. I do applaud them, though, for what they're doing here because here's what I think about this, Hanley, is that so many of them want to provide markets, but I've never heard one producer ever come to me and say, you know where I learned how to sell really good is when I got with any aggregator, Iroquois, SIAA, whoever it could be, and you know what? Their sales process really taught me how to excel. It was always, and I got to give it to it. I know a bunch of master agencies that out there that tried to create other value other than just providing markets. And I, I think they dropped the ball huge. And I applaud Matt and I applaud you for saying, how do we fix this? Because there's got to be a way. Um, this supports independent insurance agents. That's why I like it. Here's some markets, but here's an actual systematic way to get better and to learn step by step which I think a lot of people want, but here's the deal. Cass is 23, starts his agency at 28. He's saying, when do I get to own this thing, right? You're solving that. You're saying, hey, on day one, we're going to show you the path and it's going to be up to you how hard you want to work to where you're going to be. And in the meantime, you're not going to have to go out there and sweat it. Remember what you always said, my buddy, Ryan Hanley always says, rubber sole shoes on the concrete. Really what this just is, is your index fingers on the keyboard, yeah. right? And, and and using your brain and your skills as people come to yeah. you. So I really, truly do love it. Here's one thing I also heard people used to make fun of us, Hanley. They would say, in the future, you will not prospect. The prospects will find you. And when we would say that, they'd be like, 
what the hell does that mean? Not my customers. So you're telling not me, in my town. Yeah, and so, so not in my town, not in my cut. Yeah, that's exactly right. So once again, and there's something I want to tell, I want you guys, loyal listeners to take away from this. All you out there who are young. And when I talk about, uh, now I sound old, not only just new to the business, but also young to the agency as well, right? That's what they used to always say. But I want you to remember what Hanley and I went through because there's a lot of you that are trying to push the envelope right now. You really truly are. And you're being told that you're silly or you're stupid. And you're probably maybe even being told that by me. And, and or you're being told by Hanley, like, oh, that won't work. Cause now we're skinny white guys. We're not the fat ones, but now we're sitting there telling this, that, that, that is now something that if you're getting that pushback, you should remember that. Hanley, I love what you wrote here. It's going to be the name of the episode being at zero sucks. <laughs> We can help that. Yeah. yeah it, right. I like that. And it really does. We have forgot about that. As yeah. It it's, um, you know, I think being going through this process at, you know, 39, 40 years old versus when I was in my 20s, I, I hope what I never lose is the perspective of the pain, the anxiety, the, the sheer depression. I mean, I've talked about it on my own show before in different updates about how depressed I was. I mean, I was legit depressed in like late March, April, I had put, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I started with 35,000 in, that was basically all the cash that I had um, into this agency. I had this whole plan that I had worked months building up to. I had killed myself to get appointments and, and leveraged every relationship and, you know, like felt I was all in, you know what I mean? Like there, I was all in, I'm sitting in my basement, mm. I'm not making any money. You know what I mean? My my wife at the time hates me for for this, you know, because whatever. And I just I was like, I have to do this. And I think we forget. And I just just it's so all I guess all I'm saying is if you are an agency owner out there or a producer who's been around for a while and you do meet someone who has some wild ideas but is very, very new or started at zero please give them a little bit of grace because they are most likely struggling emotionally. Even if you, even if you don't see it on the outside, um, it was, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I guess, fortunately slash unfortunately an expressive expressive. That's what my counselor calls me. And I don't have any ability to not, I have no ability to hide my emotions. I just don't, right. I just don't have it. It, it is not whatever that function is that some people have, they can be like stoic and like, you know, have a tornado going on inside and they can stand. I don't fucking have that thing. I just don't. That whatever that governor is, that just wasn't included in in, in the production of, of me. In, in your process. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so right. my, my point production. in saying that is just have a little grace. I, I'm gonna try I'm I am going to try to do that as well, you know, because sometimes people will be be a little angry or they'll be a little aggressive in maybe a Facebook group or in a conversation or at a conference and I think, you know, some people are just assholes, but I think a, a lot of times it's True just that. the stress and the anxiety of what we do. And when you hit a certain level, you, you, the, the beauty of our business is you do get your life back. You do get to have a, build a lifestyle that's, and, but if you're not there yet, this is an incredibly mm -hmm. stressful, uh, emotional business. And, um, you know, I'm hoping, well, I guess what I'm hoping through Rogue is if, I can, if we can help launch agencies that maybe don't have to deal with that because they've done some time in our, in our, you know, whether it's starting as a new business coordinator or select or premier or whatever, and then we're launching these agencies out with a base, with some revenue, with some experience, with some flow, with the ability to get referrals, with some, some training knowledge tools, and now they can maybe hit the ground running and, and be that agency they want to be without all the, the anxiety and crazy. I mean, it's always going to be there, but maybe less, you know what I mean? That to me is an enormous mm -hmm. win for our industry. I think it pumps out. I think we can help pump out more quality, caring, you know, um, uh, value driven professionals. Cause that, that's really our mantra, our no customer left behind mantra. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, man, I, it just, I had a moment well. in December. Um, where I was thinking about this deal with SIA, right? Cause mm -hmm. I'm a guy, I got an ego, you know what I mean? Like rogue was mine. I could do anything I want. I could say anything I want. Um, and I had this moment, it probably was later than December. It was probably January or February. Um, where I just was like, do I want to do this? Because I'm giving up 
ultimate control of this business, right? I am. I am I am no longer in ultimate control. I am the day-to-day leader. I mm-hmm. do still own a portion of Rogue. I am, st- you know, still an agency owner and all that, whatever that matters. I mean, it shouldn't, but it does. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a moment. We've talked about it, right? Because you've had some internal conversations around selling and multiples. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's completely natural, and we all should. But I had this moment, and I was like, like, should I do this? And I just said to myself, if the mission is what's most important to me, right? The money's going to be there. Money will always, you know, if you add value, you'll be able to make money. So, I, and I'm not a greedy guy by nature. So I don't, I don't need to maximize every friggin' dollar. I don't care about that. Um, if the mission is what's important, then this deal is the absolute right decision. If my ego and ownership and, you know, rogue is, you know, whatever, if, if, if that's the most important, then it's not the right deal. And, um, I ultimately chose the mission because I did not see, nor do I see another path that would allow me to deliver what I've always wanted to deliver to our industry without making this happen. And I just, you know, I hope that we can be mm-hmm. as at least if we can even be 85 90% of what i just described i think we could be an incredible value creator for our space and i'm just excited to be on this path well we are as well and i mean seriously so <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable how long have you been waiting to tee that up <laughs> i actually i actually just remembered it cuz i they've got this little thing over here and i never knew they had it till like oh. four or five podcasts ago um, but anyways, dude, hey, I, I greatly appreciate that. And you can hear it coming and coming from you. And we were, um, it, you know, I don't think we realized. Um, I know the dates because it was February 27th and February 28th of 2000, which was right before you were getting ready to launch um, Rogue Risk. We're in the back of a car going from an airport to the Dallas-Fort Worth Love Field. Yep. And I, and two, if you really think about it, two big conversations, one of the things that you said to me, and you emphasized this a year later, um, in a lot more detail that it would be cool to have an agency where there was agencies and they were all over the place, right? Having rogue risk agencies. Now you didn't specifically said that till a year ago, but you were marching on this conversation. It was a long, um, a long, a long drive. At that same time, I was talking about putting together a, a podcast um, uh, network, yep. right? Because I saw the fact that you and I had a power together and, and, and together we could do more, right? 10 years later. And um, what a powerful drive yeah. that was. Maybe we'll have to thank Billy because like he got this airport, this freaking hotel that was 45 minutes away, it seemed, and we had to drive in the back of that Uber. Well, you also decided we to get an Airbnb that was that far away from the place versus the hotel, which <laughs> was, was right next to the facility. Yeah. Man, it is really hard to find a freaking hotel. I'm a cheap ass, and I love Airbnbs when it goes I will say, things, here's man. the other fun thing about that. That's where we both met Mick Hunt for the first time. That is the yeah. place we met. Yeah. Yes, yes. We sat in the back corner, me and you, and he came back there and joined so us. So the story with Mick and and I've uh, I love Mick to death. Just I think he is just a, an all time guy, and uh, he's become a very he dear is. friend in the last two years. And um, but he's I met him guy. at the Billy Williams event, and it was funny. So Cass and I post up in the second to last row in the back corner, and you know, too cool for school, you know, whatever, you know, we're chit chatting. Yeah. And we're going to talk. The yeah, time. And, and Billy's doing his thing and Billy's the best. If anyone has ever has a chance to go to one of Billy's live events, I highly encourage it was, you know, it was worth it was, it was worth the trip. It was worth the money. It was worth I went twice. It yeah, was so it's, good. it's awesome. And, and to be honest with you, um, you know, on my roadmap is to send a few of my people to, to that event at some point, you know, whenever I can. So it doesn't matter. I just want to give a shout out to Billy. So we're sitting back there. Yeah. And Billy asks a question and this guy raises his hand and gives this answer. And I was like, ah. A pretty, pretty, pretty solid answer. Okay, you know, whatever. So then, then you know, we, time goes by, an hour, whatever. Billy asks another question. The guy raises his hand, shouts out an answer. I'm like, "Fuck, that's a who are?" I turn around. I go, "Who are you? How do I not know you?" Like the way you're talking, I thought I knew everyone right. who thought the way that you're thinking. And uh, mm-hmm. I, he goes, you know, he introduced himself. And I said, "Well, you know." So then we end up getting lunch and. And then, uh, uh, it's, you know, the rest is history. I mean, Mick is an enormous part. He was, he was, he showed me insurance X date then. 
which means I could see all yes, the premiums of all of the work comp oh, yeah. carriers in Illinois. And I mean, I love yep. that thing. No, he was fantastic. And to be honest with you, it was that conversation actually that helped put him on the map. And I only want to say that not because of me and you, but I went back and talked a lot about him. You went back yeah. and before then we had never yeah. heard of this guy. And, and, and that's, that doesn't mean that he is where he is because yeah. you and I, please loyal listeners. If you know, Mick, Mick is incredible, incredible and it only takes you being on the phone with him for 30 minutes to realize, whoa, this guy's smart. I've been to a couple conferences in the last couple months with him and, and he amazes me every yeah. time. Hey, Hanley, I appreciate you and I appreciate your vision, man. I appreciate the fact that you are um, trying to put yourself in that power position once again to say, I can make some change here. I have to say you do have uh, big shoes to fill and the fact that one of your greatest achievements up to Today was Agency Nation, um, one of the greatest things. I know that's your baby, and I won't beat it up because, man, that was a good thing. You really built something there. Um, I remember when I first saw Agency Nation, I always thought of, like, um, what was it? I, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, Hanley's cussing. I'll cuss this time, too. Uh, I, it was something Nation. Uh, Cardinal Nation or, 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 or Big Blue Nation or something, yeah. you know, that crap we hear. And when you came out with Agency Nation, I was like, Dude, oh, shout out shit, to Derek is- Hyde, who is now the CTO of the Milwaukee Brewers. He was the CTO of TrustedChoice.com at the time. We were drunk as a skunk, so, again, solving world problems in the bar. And I said, we have no way to speak to the industry as TrustedChoice.com because TrustedChoice.com is a consumer-facing brand. So we have no way to speak to the industry. And he looks at me and he goes, well, I bought this URL, agencynation.com. I was like, you mother... We I, we pounded yeah. our drinks. 12 o'clock at night, we're back in the trustedchoice.com headquarters, and that's how it started. And um, Really? And, you know, that was... Um, uh, Agency Nation, the videos that we did, the conferences, the, the, the way that that evolved. Um, I will... The team you built. The team. I will remember that time incredibly fondly. It is... A shame uh, that we never got to fully execute our vision for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, some of those reasons mm-hmm. are my fault. I don't want to act like right. anyone. There, there are multiple parties to blame, one of which and primary is most likely myself. Um, so I, I don't want to act like. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to say that. What I'm saying is I want to I want to tie that to today yeah. oh. because that was where you really had a passion like you do yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm really so excited. If you guys to thought Agency Nation was cool. Just give me three or four years and wait till you, you know, wait till, wait till you see what we do with Rogue Risk. Like I'm, I'm fucking on fire right now. No one is more excited and no one will sport you more than me. Well, actually Matt Messiello will because he, Cass, you you are the, you are the man. You have, uh, you have been the, the through thread for, um, these conversations. My career has gone in a million different directions and you keep pulling me back. Um, I want everyone to know that. You know, they probably do, but, you know, just how genuine and sincere our friendship is and how much I care for you and, and, and everything you've mm-hmm. done. And, and uh, it is not lost on me that, um, you know, I tend to be this kind of out of control, swinging back and forth thing. And you have been right down the center, um, you know, kind of pushing mm-hmm. these narratives, pushing these conversations. Um, you've launched how many different people into the space, different thought leaders, Mitch, James Jenkins, you know, you've been the facilitator of so many of these people and um, it shouldn't be lost and it certainly should be commended, um, just your contribution. And I hope that someday, I know that it's nothing that you need personally, but I hope that someday the industry as the whole is able to show some sort of, um, some sort of gratitude for what, what uh, you've done. And, um, you know, all the establishments, uh, you know, while, while people don't get right. to be me. No, no, I'm being serious here because people don't get to be me and, and they don't realize that when I walk out my front door, there's people out there who are, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. On, and I'm like, are you, that was like are an you guys here? Every, moment. That was like an emotional are you guys heartfelt here? moment. Are you guys here every day? <laughs> But the thing is, I do appreciate that. No, I really truly do. And you know, the funny thing is, is that people don't get to see you and I's chat because they think that you and I are just like hunky dory. Everybody's in love shit, right? They have no idea that you think that I'm a, a in the closet Democrat. And I think you that are in the closet absolute, Democrat. You say the craziest shit I've ever heard. You are a right sided radical you now. And I don't know what's not true. I don't know what's true. I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm I don't American. Know what happened. 
So uh, I believe in the Constitution. Oh my God! Well, that's a I never radical. said that I don't. I just don't believe that the Illuminati is really in existence. You don't believe that globalists exist? Why else would all this so, crazy so shit be happening? So now all of a sudden I'm the weirdo. You also don't like mm -hmm. Elon Musk or Joe Rogan. That's bananas. That's not that true. Is true. I say they're loudmouths. I say they're loudmouths. They're two of the most important people. And then what do you always say? What do you always right say now? to me? Cash, you're the biggest loud mouth that's out there. And I, I, I can't say that's wrong. So anyways, what's funny, loyal listeners, is that's really the conversation that him and I have he's a, on the he's side. A, he is, a, he is a, a Democrat in Republicans' clothing. Do not do not even front. <laughs> Something happened to you, and you've become this left-leaning lib, no, crazy, no, no. screaming. Something happened to the Republican Party in 2016. Hey, Republicans that's are assholes. I'm not a Republican I'm, either. I'm still in the middle. I'm, 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 still in the middle. I'm, a, I'm an American. I believe in... Without going full pro-libertarian craziness, like that nice slightly right of center with some with with a skew towards left on social issues for sure, because some of the shit that people get bananas about on the Republican Party with social issues is crazy. If two men right. or two women want to get fucking married, there's absolutely no reason that they should. I don't recommend right. getting married, but if they do, then they should be able to do that. That's crazy shit. But like that mm -hmm. slightly right of center, a little more pro-freedom, a mm -hmm. little more pro, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the founding fathers, while not perfect, got got that document pretty close. And if we could just I move slightly great. back to that document, I'm not saying all the way because it's imperfect then I think we would have a, a, a more understanding culture. But instead, you want to believe that Elon Musk is the Antichrist and that no, wind no, power is the future of our country, which is a fucking joke. Well, listeners, we've never talked about wind power. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is this is these this world these fantasy guys live in. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Hanley, thank you very much, man. I love you to death, man. Later, bro. Hey, all you loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Today, I gave you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. He's Hanley. We be gone.